Day One's a man, though. Day One is crazy, bro. Yeah, that have guy. you seen how loose his trucks are? I, yeah, I actually have. He's like almost hit. every time he turns, it seems like his board is scraped. Dude, he just shakes his damn like, floor. If he just like shakes his board like this, his trucks are like barely hanging on. They're That's like, and then, you know what's so like. crazy? When I got his board, it feels like it's like I had the trucks kind of loose, but it, the board itself, and I guess maybe the person who was even setting it up because mm-hmm. I just had someone set it up, it felt loose. Really? Like it felt mm-hmm. like when they saw I wanted that day one board, they're like, okay. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we know day one setup. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the whole setup. Yeah, yeah. He's really going all in with. I was like, damn, I'm bust my ass out here. No, I feel yeah. you. But yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Did you skate? Have you skate? Yeah. I, y'all both strike me. I know you do. I mean, oh, I'm yeah, yeah. I've been skating here. since I was like 13, mm-hmm. man. I think mm-hmm. I started skating in 2011. I would say 2011, 2012. That was when I first got my first Sector 9. All right. Nice. Um, longboard with the OJ Tango wheels and put some fucking riser pads on them shits. I, I, it's funny because I'll never forget your first board. Like, mm-hmm. first board. Yeah. You always was, remember the first one. Hell yeah. The first bro. one I got was, the first real board I got was from a friend. The first board I got, I got teased for because my mom got it and she knew nothing about skating and she went and got a Walmart, Walmart. Walmart board. Yep. <laughs> it was just flat. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. No Stiff as shit. Whatsoever. No yeah. flex. Uh, I learned on that board though. That's the board I, board I learned. It was a man. Everybody's board. rode one at least one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No I, doubt. I bust my ass on them. You got them plastic Walmart trucks boards. on it. <laughs> the wheels don't wheels even are spin. Trash. Trash. I, they, the kids spent a good hour just going over everything wrong <laughs> with my board. Just clowning on what you. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Before, what are those? <laughs> this, is plastic this is plastic trucks. Hey, hey, Anthony. Hey, Anthony, come here. Yeah. You got plastic trucks on this <laughs> Come look at this shit. Wait, wait, wait. Are, wait, are we wheels? live right now? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. No, that's good. That's good. That's I'm like, good. Look at these wheels. Look at these wheels. <laughs> he spit the wheels. The wheels. <laughs> they do like one and a half spin and stop. They be one and a half. So this is, what's up with that? What's up with that? What's up, everybody? We're back, guys. It's been a little while. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still the same beautiful energy, yeah. same incredible conversations, new guests, and on top of that, good drinks and good vibes. I'm a co-host, Nimbus. We got a main what's guy. Up, Nick? Man. Y'all know me. And then I would like our guest to introduce himself. Adi Yume, creator of the Big Big Show. Purple nights and head above clouds. You already know it's like this. Up, always, always, man. So we were talking. We we do a lot of pre pod banter beforehand, you know, as as usual. But we were just talking about our differences in terms of, and on top of that, how we see things when it comes to the media, when it comes to what we do, what we contribute to, whether it be social media to the dynamics of this industry that we're a part of, because we are all over part of different industries, right? And it's interesting to get your take on that, man, because I feel like mass media, especially when it comes to, like, big TV media, big TV conglomerates, they do profit off of either misinformation or just having that 
overarching bad guy for the week, right? Like yep. there's mm-hmm. always if you look at if you look at news cycles, there's always going to be a bad guy for the week. And sometimes it's a big Hollywood bad guy, sometimes it's a, a NBA or industry bad guy, sometimes it's a football bad guy, sometimes it's a music bad guy. It's like there's always something for TMZ slash Fox News slash everybody to run at the same time. Like I remember when Joe Rogan was the bad guy yeah, yeah. for like a good week, and it's like, fam. And I'm gonna be who honest. did he who did he offend it, to get it, to that? <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to Joe Rogan, and this is the thing too. Like some people, and I'm not speaking about Joe because I, I I fuck with Joe Rogan's podcast. I like watch it and everything. Yeah, yeah. But some people actually are bad. Mm-hmm. It's just you pick and choose who yeah. you want to focus on yeah. for your own ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. You may pick a truly bad individual, or you may pick a, even like a Donald Trump. You may you know he's a, you can have a field day with him, but. You pick and choose because you pick who fits your agenda, who fits who fits your motive, and then you leave out the others whose story isn't as clean cut as you would like to make it. You know, it's all about framing and forming a narrative. At the end of the day, and 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 Joe Rogan, I feel like that's a good example because at the end of the day, it's like I think someone wrote a hit piece on you. I think someone had ulterior motives to get you. But I also think you gave them the loaded gun at the same time. For sure. He did. Bad really bullets. Yeah. I can't really feel, <laughs> You know, I mean, if you're going to do that, on, you gave them a loaded gun. Yeah. Right. They shot you with it, and they shot you with it because they're also pieces of shit. Yeah. They're probably worse pieces of shit than you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I don't think you're a piece of shit, but right. they're probably, these people are probably a piece of shit, but you gave them a loaded gun. Shoot no, you're totally it. right. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you yeah. about that part. It, it, it's, and, you know, he took, he took it on the chin because it's like, what else are you going to do? And he apologized. I appreciate that. He did. He did his apologies, and he said, you know, it was it was taken out of context. And then when you look at the actual clip that they used on the news cycle, it was yeah. like edited like a motherfucker. Like I they get, I agree. that's what but they you do. Can't, they but you can't, yeah. Listen, you can't be saying that with a smile on your face around like you know what I'm saying. Exactly. You can't do that. But exactly. you know, I, I feel like, but I feel like Joe's a real dude. He's like, yeah, that was stupid, and and I shouldn't have done it. And that's the thing, take accountability, yeah. right? Because some yeah. people might have tried to duck and dodge it or whatever, or try to get some celebrity to co-sign them, and, you know, kind of not. Well, hold on, I'm, I'm going to have to say he did have Benny come on like a week later. Oh, Benny, Benny came yeah. on? Yeah. And he kind of co-signed for him, like, yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of weird, honestly. I didn't watch, I didn't yeah. see that, though. I, I I'm going to just throw that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have to go back and watch it. It was that. literally like a week later, Benny and like. That's hilarious. Dude. I watched it and I was like, "This is kind of bad timing." It's kind of crazy because they even talked about it. The one I saw him on, kind of talking about it after, like, I think he made his own apology. Was a another podcast that I like, um, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, I love that show. Pretty good. Mm -hmm. I fuck with that. There's some really good moments. Did you see um, what's it? Fuck. Bobby Schmurter go on there and just annoy the shit out of him. I heard about Wait, that. He got an episode on, Dude, on Hot Mike Tyson got hot. He really did for real. He got hot. Hey, okay, look, see, I saw a clip. He, he was like, "You annoying clip, as fuck." Like, I thought the clip was edited. <laughs> Dude, no, that was actually for real. That was real. Oh, oh shit. wow, I gotta go watch that. <laughs> I wanna watch I would this. Not yeah. wanna annoy that man. I he was just sitting there, like you, you saw the clip. He's like, blah, 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 just fucking going. I saw that. I thought that was a, but I thought they like did kind of like a super you know, deluxe edit to you that. You know, they spiced it a little bit, but but no, he was actually genuinely annoying. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mike was hot. That's crazy. You know, I can see that too because Mike seems like the guy. He's like, hey, I don't know if he wants to be around too much rah rah. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. kind of cool. He just wants to smoke his weed, yeah, talk to his birds, chilling, chilling yeah. take his toes, yeah, yeah. smoke his weed, eat uh-huh. the mushrooms. 
Well, how do y'all feel about how Mike Tyson has branded himself over the past, like, five Honestly, years? I, I love it because I remember, you know, a little bit of Mike Tyson's, I guess, fighting history. I got to see one fight one time. It was not, not live, but my parents had, like, invited people over for him against uh, Lennox Lewis. What? Yeah, against Lennox Lewis. How and old are you? Me, I'm 30. Okay, yeah, yeah. same age. Yeah. yeah, so I got to see that. And I was really young. You I had to have been, yeah, I was yeah. about to say, you had like to have been mad young. barely alive, but <laughs> it's probably like four, maybe four or five. Dang. But um, anyways, yeah, it was a good fight and all, but at that time, he had a really, you know, wild boy-like type of reputation all the way up until then. And then the next time I really remember seeing him was uh, he did an HBO special. Mm. It was like a one-man play type of thing. That shit was transformative. You could see that he was transforming his life. It was amazing. Yeah. That's like one of the, to me, that's one of the greatest things he's ever done was that uh, one-man play. Mm-hmm. It was fucking dope. That shit, it was you, sick. Do y'all know the story of his face tattoo? Uh, I don't know the story of his face tattoo. So he went into the, this, this tattoo shop, and he wanted to get his face tatted covered with hearts. Oh. And he wanted to be just like this man of love and like known really? known as the man of hearts, right? That'd be scary. And the tattoo artist talked him out of it and I'm was glad. like, he was like, nah, man, you don't want to do that. Let me let me do something for you. Bro, he and so he came he came back the next day and he had that tribal piece and that's why he's got that. Really, I like yeah. that a lot more than a face full of hearts. Imagine a face full of hearts, Mike well, Tyson. He, what about the game? He had a butterfly first. He did. Yeah, he, he had a butterfly and then he covered it up with the L.A. LA. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah. I didn't know that. I just, I remember the L.A. I know the L.A. It's because he got clowned on for it. Yeah. Everyone was like, why you put a butterfly on your fucking face? Man. Let me tell you who would get away with any of that, though. They could do anything they Lizzie. want, pretty much. Yeah. That's that Uzi does what he wants. Man. Uzi does exactly what he wants. But you see, I think sometimes it's like, <laughs> you kind of, I guess, people perceive you as you come in. You know, so maybe sometimes it's hard to change the perception of, because, you know, people say first impressions are lasting. So if you have a first impression to the public of a certain persona, it's going to be, it may be a little hard to change it. Yeah. But Lil Uzi came in like, I do what I want. So that's why he's. Did he lose that diamond? I don't know. I don't know. Is it gone? Supposedly, somebody ripped it out. That's of his, what I thought, his right? Head. Someone took it supposedly, out of his head. Supposedly, supposedly, like from no, fucking I, Avengers, I, I right? Like, say, <laughs> yeah, somebody really. Thanos stuff. <laughs> yeah, he took the Yo, diamond out of his head. I, I, yeah. I personally, I don't know. When I saw that shit, I was just like, man, I know that shit would hurt. And you still like try to crowd surf and do all this yeah. extra shit. And kids are wild, bro. Like, wow, you could get it taken out by accident in the crowds in the crowd, though. Exactly, like people get the chain surf, snatch, man. Yeah. losing their shoes is normal. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're talking about that would make sense when he got the surgery done and he was still doing shows. I was just like, this dude is crazy. Like, mind you, everybody you know does what they want to do with their bodies to each his own. But I'm just like, that's a that's a large investment. For Twenty four million, I think it was. It's a large investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and that shit that shit could get ripped out in the crowd surf. That yeah, a thousand percent by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? I All the adrenaline. That, that seems possible. Speaking of shows, by the way, man, you're known for some of the most coolest shows in Dallas, and I'm not just saying uh, that to say I that. It. I'm not saying that. Yeah, to we say had a good that. time at the I've last actually one. Experienced yeah, it. Yeah, bro, you know I'm glad saying? y'all came through, man. Yeah. That last one was probably definitely the biggest one, and it was, man, very rewarding. Yeah. I'll say that because I did put a lot of work into that one in particular, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they keep getting bigger, and I was just. 
I was happy with the results. To Everything there was awesome, dude. From the vendors, the artists, to everybody. The st- you know, I'm just so glad because my shows are about the promotion of creativity and self-expression. Like right. I tell anybody who wants a synopsis of what my shows are about, that is the most succinct, most simple synopsis I can give you. It's about the promotion of creativity and self-expression. And when I think of events, when I think of shows, I think of uh, memories. A lot of it's about the memory. It's all about the memory, you know, because, and, and that unique experience. I want to cultivate a unique experience for everybody who comes there. So when they come, they think, man, I haven't really been to something like that before. I haven't seen something like that. I haven't seen the different mediums of entertainment put together yeah. in that way. And that creates a unique and distinct memory. So anytime they see the brand, anytime they see anything big, big show, Purple Nights, Head Above Clouds, EMA Productions, anything associated with the shows, they'll remember that distinct experience they had at the last one they attended every single time because it's unique, it's distinct, it sticks out in your mind. In your brain, yeah. Subconsciously it sticks out because you haven't seen anything else like it. Exactly. Or experience exactly. something like that. Like. I've been in, and I'm sure, you know, he's been in mad shows, and I'm just like, bro, it's interesting to see how the dynamic has changed from a show that was thrown two years ago. Because I was seeing Creators Don't Die when I first moved to Texas. Mm-hmm. Like, and y'all had the venue at a warehouse, it mm-hmm. seemed like, and it was in a whole nother area. Mm-hmm. So, And y'all had a fuck, did y'all have a wrestling ring in that motherfucker? Or something oh, of that nature? Because that's they, those are the shows I wanted to go creators, to, but it was always on like a Tuesday that, or that something was, random. Uh, that was, and shout out to Mecca, because he, he runs Creators, and uh, yeah, they did have some wrestling shit go on there. Damn. That venue used to do a lot. Yeah. That venue did, did a lot. That, that was, was how I first go. heard about it. Yeah. yeah. I was like, holy yeah. shit. They definitely put it on. Yeah, yeah, dude. And mind you, I was coming from Rockwall, bro. Like, I hated Rockwall, but that was all I knew when I moved here. So naturally, it was just like, okay, how can I get outside and get incorporated into, you know, a network of people that are doing the things that I love to do? So I just started going to open mics. I started going to different little things, and I would meet little people here and there, and they would tell me about other shit going on, and then... I started seeing Creators Don't Die pop up, and then a couple other people pop up, and I was just like, damn, that looks like electric. That looks live. Mm-hmm. That looks something that is like palatable for me, especially. That's where the energy's at. Yeah. 100%, man. Yeah. It was like a no-brainer to do like a, some of my shows there mm-hmm. because the venue is just another part of the show to me. It's not just a venue. It's like it adds to the overall vibe, the overall you know tone of the show. Yeah. So, Choosing the right venue is is crucial. That is key. That is key. How long have you been throwing events? Now it's been about, I want to say, I've been doing these specific type of events for about a year now. We're, we're getting closer to a year, year and a half. I've probably been doing events like just as an artist um, and putting on like my own like music events for about two years because this actually started... I was an artist first, right. and I still am, but it started because, you know, I heard a lot of things about, I don't know, a lot of gatekeeping, it's hard to get a show in Dallas, yada, 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 blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I experienced a little bit of that, but at the same time, I was just like, the shows I was doing, I was like, I can do this. I know enough artists mm-hmm. to put on my own thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do it on my own terms. So originally, it just started with music. And there was this place called uh, Spencer Records, and I did a show there in uh, Bishop Arts. It's a pretty cool place, by the way. Y'all should check it out. Okay. Um, 
I don't know where the camera is, so I just looked in like a random no, ass yeah, direction. Yeah, it's, all, it's all right there, okay, but you're yeah. good, you're good. Yeah, but um, I did a show there and it went really well and we were going to do like kind of like a monthly thing, but then COVID happened yep. and so all shows were shut down and I was just getting started doing shows and I was like, man, well, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do now? I don't want to just sit on my hands, but people want to be safe. I want them, I want them to be safe yeah. and so I I, I still do these th- these type of shows I'm about to bring up too, but I did this thing. I did a secret show at my house. Okay. And I still do them. They're invite only, and it's like every whenever. Those are kind of just whenever I want to do it. Um, but when I did that, I thought, okay, the musical acts would be cool, but what would I really want in like you know something like this? And I was like, let me put some spoken word in there. Mm-hmm. Let me add some comedy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, and let me add some like improv theater, like type of games and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And it got to a point where it was like the community started building around it. It got too big for the house. Hmm. So that's when we moved public. And then when I moved public, I expanded. Now we got dance. Now we got theater. Now we got a fashion show. Exactly. All that shit. So. Are you the one reaching out to everybody or do you have a team of people with you? Honestly, at this point, it's just me. Yeah, wow. I, I, I cultivate the lineup. I handle the door. I handle picking the venue. I handle all the promotion, all the videos you see. You do all Those that on all, your own, bro? Oh, you're doing all production, too. Yes. Holy shit. It's EMA Productions. I thought I was doing a lot. Like, Damn. It's a whole event. And Yo. EMA like, Productions is in the building. You're looking at it right now. Yes. Yeah, so. Hey, so when you get ready to expand, though, you you'll be able to just teach people. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And the thing is, anybody I feel like can really put on a show themselves. I think a lot of artists should go ahead and like, okay, like team up. Like I watch a lot of anime. We were just talking about this before you got right? here. Yeah. The teamwork aspect in anime is like no other. You got to you know team. What I'm saying. Gotcha. It's yeah. like every time it, one of the shows I love to watch before. Um, any show I do, like the day of or day before or leading up to it, One Piece. Because there's so many characters, mm. they all contribute yeah. something to the team and they're all united in, in like one goal. And that's kind of how I view my shows. Like the artists I pick for the shows, I know the the vibe, I know the, the energy, the, the crowd they're going to bring. And that also helps cultivate an overall vibe because it's, it's like it's it's a simple concept of you're gonna bring some people, mm-hmm. they're gonna bring some people. Yeah. They might they came for you, but now they also discovered them, mm-hmm. and they might have even discovered each other in the crowd, That's how and happens. vice versa. You know, and it's just a it's just a natural community vibe. Yeah. When we went there, I know we probably got four or five people that wanted to come on the podcast. I'm telling you, man. Just networking, and I love to hear that. Yeah. I, I like that is like I said, what the show's all about: the promotion of creativity. And self-expression, right. you know what I'm saying. So when creative minds can come together and they say they met at my show, that makes me feel really good. Yeah, for sure. No, I feel 100%. that. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know you were doing it all by yourself, bro. Yes, man. That's that's, that's impressive. That's very I impressive. It. I appreciate that. That's very fucking impressive. Like, I really do. Because I was gonna ask you, I'm like, how how are you doing all this, man? In terms of just the moving parts aspect of it, and. It kind of goes back to the question of how things have changed from, like, you mentioned it. When COVID popped off, mm. it shut down everything. It changed mm-hmm. the whole aspect of really venues and, and getting venues. And I remember long before COVID happened, it was probably 2016, 
had to have been between 2015 and 2016. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago, but I threw a show in New York, and I booked the venue through Airbnb because mm-hmm. they have like pretty decent venues that you can get yeah, for I a heard day or two. That. Yeah, for the low. Like if you if you put your money together with a camp of people that want to do a, a show or do a venue. You, you, there's many options and outlets to get a venue for the day, mm-hmm. especially if it's just for the day. Mm-hmm. Y'all all pitch in a hundred or two hundred dollars. You get this the is venue. the move, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes, no, for real. Like sauce, y'all, y'all gonna get some free sauce today. Yeah. At the end of the day, fuck just relying on what you're given. Create it yourself. Yeah. So take adapt- the, take take that initiative. Yeah. Really, just be adaptable. You know, like life. Is, is unpredictable, as people say, you know. So you got to be able to deal with unpredictability. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to predict the unpredictable. Just be versatile in how you're prepared for situations that may come your way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you have a versatile mind, if you have a versatile, like, game plan that isn't too rigid, mm-hmm. you have more flexibility. That's true. You know? That's true. Yeah. That's true, man. You need that. Yeah, shit, all the time in this day and age, because yeah, something could drop on the, the drop of a dime. Things can change. We don't even know if aliens, aliens might have just said hello. Man, what y'all think about that? With a balloon? What y'all think about that? With a balloon? No, 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 the other shit, other shit. Oh, shit, we about to blow this nigga mind. I was going to say, I've been tapped out. Most people are tapped in, I've been tapped out. So in the past eight days, the past eight days, they've shot down three things over Canada. Okay, Alaska. In Alaska, that's right. Alaska, uh, two days ago, really on Thursday they found out about this, but the briefing was on Friday. <laughs> there was an unidentified car-sized mm-hmm. flying object over Alaska. We don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. We don't know where it came from. We don't know what it does. They don't know how it was in the air. They have zero information. They're saying it floated in mid Mm-hmm. And you know what? Okay, I'm gonna get a little, a little bit. Go, Let's do go. We do this shit. Go. I encourage you guys to look up, and you can actually go to Joe Rogan's podcast and find this. I encourage you guys to look up Bob Lazar. Yes, I love dude. His episode okay. on Joe Rogan. Yes, yes. We yes. know. Now, yes. now we're on the same yeah. page. The way they were describing it floating in midair mm-hmm. is how Bob Lazar was describing. The UFOs yeah, that he's called yeah. the UA, he worked on. UA, or the UA, yeah. uh, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking That's what about. he said. He said it was like that. And, and when you think about, um, it was very interesting to hear him speak because when you think about how you would theoretically want to travel through space, you would want to use something like a heavy element that controls gravity because then you can bend space and time because if you don't, and you're just traveling at light years, it's still going to take you like thousands of these right. light years to yeah. get somewhere. So even traveling at the speed of light or a certain amount beyond the speed of light, it's almost like no matter how fast you could actually travel in a linear plane, you're probably not going to reach places for it years. It doesn't make sense. So what yeah. would you really be doing? You really would be manipulating the funnel that is gravity and space and time. And right putting two points together and then separating them and you'd be at another point. The wormhole theory. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, that makes so much sense. <laughs> That's why when I watched this interview, I was like, wow, that sounds very, to me it sounded very credible because I was like, I've never heard anyone even really say that. And two, you're the only person I've heard that would break down yeah. like, how you would actually. And he described this. everything, like uh-huh. how everything was made, how he worked on the stuff. That'd be crazy. Imagine if we could 
the only country, and I don't want to, you know what? I okay. love these. I love these people. Let me say this right now. <laughs> I love the citizens of China, but China. I don't know if I want y'all to be the first one to create that heavy element because I don't know what y'all would do. If imagine if they created a heavy element with enough half life to actually transport throughout time and space. Our trans they just drop a nuke here like immediately. Yeah. Boom. boom. I was it's over. I was yeah. talking about this to um a coworker. Shout out to China. Shout out to China, y'all. Shout out to China. <laughs> no <laughs> no smoke with y'all. No smoke. Um, no smoke with y'all. You know, really? just just get your products up. But anyways, um <laughs> You said that. <laughs> 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 nah, but no, I was talking about this because all right, so my my actual name is Khalid. Which Khalid. Is, yeah, Khalid, nice. and, and it's actually Arabic. And, and Arabic Are you Muslim? Is, I was born into Islam. Really? Yeah. That's I was, interesting. I was born into Islam. I, my mother and my father were both Muslim when they had me. I grew up and, around a lot of Muslims. Okay, so, so yeah. you understand. Ramadan was popping oh in my, my neighborhood. God. Man. That man. shit looked really fun. It's actually, actually lit. It, it's just the hardest part is not eating until it's time to eat. Oh, yeah. They did. The, nobody, nobody. And there was no passes. Kids had to do it, too. Yeah. I remember playing football. How long did you have to fast? All day until All day. the sun came down. Damn. And then so you're hungry as fuck. You can only eat at night, right? Yeah. 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 Only when the sun is down. Yeah, when the sun is down. Um, but how, yeah. How long does that go for? Ramadan goes for like a good. It feels like a week, honestly. But it's a couple it, days, it's right? A couple days, but it feels like it feels like a week, bro. Like because yeah. it, it's based off a of time period, and then on top of that, like yeah, it's basically a couple of days. Ramadan was always hard, like fasting. We used to fast at the end of every month, just for a day. Mm. You know, at the end of every month, you fast for a day, just only water, and basically, Damn. yeah, it, it, it helps cleanse your body and your gut of all the things that you ingested for that month. Because if you give your your stomach, like, which is one of the most hardest or, working organs in your body, if you give your stomach enough time to actually digest and transfer all the waste that has been like absorbed for a whole month yeah yeah then basically that day to two days you're clean it's like power washing your I mean, there's some science behind all that yeah. yeah 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 and so if you look at it like that every month you start a new month you're kind of like resetting you're starting with a resetted uh colon a resetted you yeah. know in, interior that and then your brain it's crazy how fast your brain actually gets accustomed to it um by dates, like I've fasted for three days just water before, and that shit was hard. Bro. Yeah, it was hard as fuck, especially having to work and go and do shit and be in society and then still yeah. be mad as fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. You take food Does differently. It, like disorient you too because you're hungry. Gotta, it bit. has to, a right? Bit, a little bit. It has it, to. It, it does something to your um, senses. So, is that me? That was me. I was like, oh shit. It does something to your senses. But it's okay. It does something to your senses to where basically you everything is hyper hyper sensitive. Your hearing, your smell, hmm. your your eyesight. By day two, you smell things in the air, like on another level. Really? You can smell food from like down the hallway. By day three, you really like water tastes like it, it tastes different. You know, you I remember walking outside on my break and really feeling the sun's actual like yeah like energy wow. yeah like you could literally actually feel energy on a different level from the vitamins that you get from the sun to everything that you're ingesting and then it's your funny. body's just so hungry taking whatever yeah, it's it taking yeah. everything yeah. it's taking everything uh -huh. have you guys ever heard of breatharians before? Yeah, i was just about to say that dude okay. i was just yeah breatharians mm -hmm. are literally a civilization of people 
that only survive off of water, sunlight, and that's practically yeah. it. But they live in certain places and regions where that's much more easy to do because right. it's more natural habitat. What, what, it's what, not like they city don't, like, they, 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 they eat a little bit of food, though, right? A little bit, but for the most just part, as, it's as, just as small as Very possible. minimal. They say they, they get everything. They don't, they don't uh, live to eat. They eat to live. They eat to live. Gotcha. They eat to live. But it's more, it's more based off of like the fact that they have grown accustomed to that That's lifestyle crazy. for such a period of time. I might want to try to do that just one time on the end of the month just to see what happens. Yeah, bro. It's I honestly encourage people to do it. If you want to if you want to reset like pass your body, out. I'm coming. I'm no, no. I will teach you. I will teach you the way. Okay. And one of the easiest ways to get a hold of your head is to, is to control what you eat cuz I was mm-hmm. I was vegetarian for like 6 years. Mm. And then uh, it's super easy, dude. Like it's it's not that hard, but yeah. if you can learn to control your mind like that, mm. you can you can do anything. It's all that willpower. How bad you do you want it? Some type of discipline. Yeah, exactly. It's a discipline thing. I was born pescatarian. I didn't have chicken until I was twelve. Who oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you still not eat like beef or anything? No, I still I do eat. I eat okay. red meat. See, the, I I don't really fuck with red meat because like I, I went so long without it. Like I don't. Um, and it does make you sluggish. Yeah. Red meat won't like I I I love steaks and shit, but I find if I eat a steak like too much, you get sleepy. Sometimes no, like the whole week will feel more sluggish than the week. After. Digesting that, yeah, because yeah, it takes a long time to digest. It tastes really good, but it takes, it does take a long time to digest. Yeah, and being in Texas doesn't make it any better. Oh, dude, I was a vegetarian in Texas. Don't tell me, like, really? I, come oh, on now, yeah. <laughs> the state capital of the world, right? Yeah. Here. I'd go out to lunch with people and they'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you don't want to stay? Like, yeah. yeah. We're over here ordering fish and shit at a yeah. steak restaurant. I'm getting a salad and they're like, you oh. sure you don't want like... You probably were insulted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, I'd be insulting people. Like, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to eat my grandma's lamb chops? Like, what the Why? fuck? Lamb chops? Oh, <laughs> I love lamb chops. Wow, man. No, it, it's one of those things like you get used to certain things that you you accustom your body to or you get your body accustomed to and it's all within the mind bro uh, i would highly suggest it what what you want to do your first day you just want to fast a day get a gallon of water mm-hmm. slice up some cucumbers slice up either a lime or a lemon mm-hmm. put that in the in the gallon of water put the gallon of water in the refrigerator let it sit this is before your fast even starts do it like a day in advance and then once you start that first day, when you wake up in the morning, are you a morning eater or like an afternoon eater? Honestly, it's so funny because I actually do eat a lot at night. Okay. I eat like, I'll eat during the daytime, I eat something very small, mm-hmm. but my main meals probably come after nine o'clock. P.M.? No, I'm telling you, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking vampire. Really? Wow. Like, I was up until like seven, like the last two nights. Really? Yes. Okay. Oh, shit. Like, cool. yeah. Damn. So I, my schedule is is definitely not the same. It's upside down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's upside down. That's yeah, like a boxer schedule. You know, like like, yeah. like pro boxers. Yeah. They, they usually fight at midnight. Really? Like, yeah, on, they... on like pay per view fights. Oh yeah, you're right. It's like midnight, do. so they're on a fucking uh-huh. they're on a flip schedule than everybody. So they'll be training in the gym midnight, four in the that morning. That's crazy. So that they're so they're. That's kind of like what I'd be doing though, because like when I edit my videos and shit for for like shows, I'm usually doing that at like. Anywhere between, yeah. <laughs> Anywhere between, like, I probably start around ten ish, and um, I'm done at like four or five. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. It, it it is different for for people that like have that s- schedule of like I remember when we first talked, 
night owls, we work the best at night. Like, mm-hmm. we work the fucking yeah. best. And I, I remember making beats, and the best beats I would make would always be between 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Because Wait, did you say your mind is the most creative at night, mm-hmm. which would make sense because that's when you usually dream. Yeah. Right. So that yeah. does actually seem to correlate. Mm-hmm. Combine that with the fact that the moon is at its highest elevation mm-hmm. at night. And that also equates to your water levels combined with, like, your brain. And we talked about that. In I have so many ideas that, like, just flood my head in the morning. And mm-hmm. then by the end of the day, it's just, like, uh, slow stream. Do y'all ever yeah. have that those times that when you're laying down in, in the bed and then you have all, you want to go to sleep, but you have all these brilliant ideas? Oh, yeah. Start yeah. to fucking float yeah. into your brain. Yeah. I like that's I literally set aside time to just think at night. Really? And that's the best time where I know no one's going to call me. I can be as uninterrupted as possible. And it's not like I consciously am like, okay, think about this. Not necessarily. It's more a lot of the times just get into a certain mood to where my mind is in an environment where it can start to process and think about certain things. You know? Just sit down, relax, and just let my mind kind of naturally go where I already know it wants to go. Yeah. And then just, I won't be interrupted so I can think as much as I want at that moment in time. That's smart. Between those, that's why I'm up at night all the time. That's like I'm, I'm like meditating kind of. time I can possibly have. No, who, who's going to, first of all, who's going to call me at 3 o'clock in the morning? And second of all, who's going to be mad? That that I didn't answer. <laughs> no one. That's a good point. No one. Yeah. This is the most free time I possibly could have. The, all right. All right. <laughs> this made me go into wanted to go into this shit or hit segment. Let's go. Um, first shit or hit, just off top. Okay. Do not disturb mode on your phone. Shit or hit? Hit. That's a hit. I'm going to tell you why that's a hit. You can knock that one out the park. It's a hit because um, I'm a person who finds joy when their phone is is dead mm-hmm. gives me a, a valid excuse to just be in my own space you know what i'm saying yeah um so something that can create the the same effect as my phone effectively being dead and i can actually still use it mm-hmm. that's hit and i don't even have to see who is not who's calling me that's hit yeah. i don't actually use that i don't even actually use that mode a lot but just to know it's there, I just think, yeah, it's a that's hit. a hit. I use it every now and then. Usually when I'm like uploading something, just so like it's you taught me that, just so I get a, a higher upload speed. You know, mm, I'm not yeah, processing yeah. so much on my phone. But you know, if you're doing something that that requires your attention and you can't really have your phone distracting you, but maybe mm-hmm. you still need to use it. Yeah, like, that's, that's a good the point. real reason it's a hit. Yeah, it's not even for ignoring people. It's just the practicality of being able to. You know, politely, actually, instead of hanging up someone on someone, be able to be focused on something without. I mean, you just turn it back on whenever you're done with what you're doing. You know, exactly. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Case in point, right there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's. I, I like to. I usually when I do, whether it be editing, post editing, um, anything that requires my phone that doesn't need any notifications, I'll go on do not disturb. Mm-hmm. Telling you. Then if I'm really like hardcore editing and I don't want my rendering process to be fucked up or I don't want something that's uploading that's going to take maybe 20 minutes to upload because of the content that's getting uploaded, I'll go on airplane mode and then just Wi-Fi. 
And mm -hmm. when you go on airplane mode, then it blocks out signals. But then if you're connected to the Wi-Fi, you can still upload. Mm -hmm. So that is another, like... I've done airplane mode a couple times oh, as well. Bro, this conversation is so funny because it reminds me of uh, this artist. Shout out to... Uh, he's a local artist, Tricky Dicky. He has a song called, like, Do Not Disturb Yourself. It's like, I got my phone on. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was performing that shit last time at the last show. And that shit... It sticks out in my mind. Yes, bro. <laughs> I got he likes I think he would say that's a hit. Do <laughs> <laughs> not disturb is a hit. Uh-huh. Right. I got I got one. How about a group text on your phone? Mm. A hit of shit. Group okay, this is the thing. Since we're talking phones. Yes, yes. Group text is 50 because I don't I like group text, but at the same time if you're texting like every two seconds in a group text, which tends to happen. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a little bit more of a... Phones just won't stop going off. I like Facebook Messenger group. I have a Facebook Messenger group with four of my best friends that I've known since, like, the first grade. And that's really one of the... That's really the only group text I really, really am involved in. That one's a hit. But on my phone, like, actual messages, uh, it can be a hit or a miss. Is that an option? Can I do that? Misses in the middle, I guess. Misses in the middle, yeah. yeah. Misses in the middle, yeah, misses in the middle. Then it has to. I, I'm a miss. All right, so let's let's. I'm gonna go it's off a. Uh, I'm gonna go off your shirt here and say, uh, hitter, hitter shit, Goku. Oh, shit. Okay, Goku is hit. But Goku but the, the newer Goku. I'm, I'm gonna say the newer Goku. Okay. Wait, so what era of Goku? Like the like Super the movies. Saiyan God? Like the movies Goku? Goku. Like Dragon Ball Super Goku. Yeah, let's go okay. Super Goku because there's a so, distinct difference. Dragon from, Ball Super. Started out as a, as shit, mm -hmm. ended up as a hit. I, I'd agree with that. The yeah. last yeah. tournament I saw, where, where he was fighting Jiren, yeah, yep. that's a hit. All yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not even a discussion. It's yeah. a hit all the way when they when he was fighting with Jiren. Yeah. That shit was dope. Yeah, I may go back and watch it just because I'm rewatching re it right now. Watching. I really am. <laughs> I'll be sitting there editing the podcast and it's playing on the TV. <laughs> I like your style. Yeah. That's a hit. Hell yeah. Um, damn, that was, that was a good one. And it's funny because there's so many eras of Goku. That's I can play I this to... game all day. Bro, we <laughs> love, I love this segment. Yeah, this is one of my favorite ones, yeah. All right, so how about uh, Instagram Reels? Hit or shit? Instagram Reels are a hit too because I use them a lot and I like them. So it's automatically going to be a hit for me. I mean, I think... The real, the, the capability, the technology, I guess, of the real itself or behind the real is a hit. Now, if you want to get into, like, you know, shadow banning and, and you know, and, and like, people getting stifled, that that is a different story. But the actual, just the real itself, like, the application, I, I'd say that's a hit. Yeah. What, what do y'all think about that? I used to hate it. Really? Yeah, because I, I, I don't know. I was just like, just upload a video. That's the same thing, though, right? I think they're essentially the, the same. They thing. made them the they same. They made them the same, yeah, but, but at one it point it was different. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. At different. one point, at the, one the point, real and the and the post or the video post mm -hmm. were separate. Because the video right. post used to show who viewed your um, content, and the reels always just show, I guess, who likes your content. So in that case, maybe the reels should show views instead of just likes. It's wild. It shows views know. too in in the back end aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, but it's only but for it, you. It's really. only for you. You mm -hmm. can and only if you see have that. to go and click on it. If you click on a reel, though, what I do like about the new reels is though, um, I guess this is a good thing. Whenever you go and you're just in maybe 
the scrolling mode of reels, mm -hmm. it doesn't show like like or whatever. Like, yeah. It's just the video. It's just the video, which is kind of nice because let me tell you, popularity bias is a real thing. So yeah. I can understand why some people would be upset. But overall, hit. Reels are overall, I think I'll say hit. Just the fact that you can create the videos. Videos, streaming, videos, all that shit, overall is a hit. Now, do you like to edit within Instagram, or do you like to edit outside of Instagram and then upload? I usually edit outside of Instagram with some of my own editing tools. That's um, the pro move. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. The and it's, not like I, it's not like I have a whole lot of tools, because, listen, I'm not, like, some genius editor, but Canva is it works very well. Everybody uses Canva, dude. It's not hard to use. Yeah. Canva's great. I use that a lot. It's so user-friendly, too. It is. Yeah. They'll have templates in there you can use. You just so drag and drop. It's easy. For a couple of things, so that's usually what I use, and then I just upload it to Instagram. But sometimes when I want to filter, mm -hmm. I'll you know go to Instagram, make the filter, download it to my phone, and, and then go back to Canva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yep. Use it in post. Yeah. So today is Super Bowl Sunday. So yeah. let me get your uh, hitter shit on the Super Bowl. I mean, Super Bowls are cool. I, I've been watching them for a long time. I think. I think. Uh, the aspect of sports in general is dope because ever since I was little, I was like, this is one of the places where I can see somebody at the, at, 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 I can see somebody during a span of time go as hard as they possibly can. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? With every step, they're stepping like as hard as they can. Mm -hmm. they're, they're moving with a purpose as hard as they possibly could. And it's interesting to observe somebody with in, in that mindset. Like when you think of like LeBron, Michael, you know, greats, even people who aren't so great, people who worked really hard to get there. Yeah. Just when you think of the games as a whole, whether it's football, basketball, Tom Brady, whatever, mm -hmm. seeing a person move with that much intensive purpose, to me, is something worth observing because I can glean something from that as well. So when I watch it, I'm not necessarily just thinking about the points. I'm just, like, looking at the tenacity, thinking about, like, how does someone who is going as hard as humanly possible move? Yeah. Wow. That's how. That's what I think about when I think about sports. You're that's analyzing why, it, yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah no, that's a, that's a good explanation on that, yeah. Wow. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. And it's, mm -hmm. I've never... It's funny because it's like I'm not that invested in sports, but right. I break it down in that way as well when it comes to pure athleticism. You respect the hustle. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Some people, that's the thing. Like, I've had people ask me, like, why do you even, you know, why do you like that? Like, what, what about it? I don't really watch them. Like, yeah, I can understand, but I don't view it in the same way as other people do. I'm really viewing the human rather than just yeah. the sport overall. Because, you know, how often do you really get to see somebody go 100% right. in life? Not very often, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Touche to that, man. That was yeah. a good-ass fucking question. Yeah, yeah. I like Hit. the response. Hit. <laughs> Let's see what else I got on here. I got a whole list of shit, man. Just... By the way, do you mind passing me a liquid death, please? So, um, liquid. you know, we – shout-outs to liquid death, by the way. We always uh, like to if – you, if you ever want to have a drink or a beverage, it's very refreshing. Oh, you know what? Let's let's move on from hitter shit. And I just got a question for you. Yeah. What's your last thought before you go to sleep? Mm. Ah, what's my last thought before I go to sleep? Okay. Now we're about to enter into some 
uncharted territory. That's nice, though. I've never spoken about this, ever, in public. So there's a book I've been writing. It's called Evercrest. Okay. And I'm at about 150 pages. And that, a lot of times, is the last thing I think of when I go to sleep. It's like a fantasy novel. It's a fantasy novel, essentially. Seriously. Right on. Yeah. Um, that's all I want to say about that right that's now. That's all you should that's say. Also, yeah, leave it right there. <laughs> that's that's all fine. You we'll say. talk about it off camera. For sure, bit, for y'all. sure. I'll, do, I'll, do, I'll tell you so much about that's it. That's cool, man. I that all day. Yeah. So, <laughs> I didn't expect that. Me neither. Yeah. That's actually like <laughs> fucking awesome answer. Yeah, yeah. I like to uh, nice. tell myself stories to to uh, put myself to sleep. I've been doing that like since high school. Okay. And and this time around, uh, I have other stories I've told myself, but this one I was like, you know what, I'm just going to just write, you know? Mm. And it's not because I had a particular purpose in mind. It was just like I would like to just – it's a very cathartic experience. And, and I find myself – thinking while I'm writing like man I wonder what's gonna happen next yeah you know so like yeah, yeah. you're entertaining like yourself I get to watch my yeah. own Netflix series yeah your own character development and within your mind and it's fucking dope to me that's I love it that's I, cool. I, I, that's like <laughs> like imagine having a show you can turn on at any time and be entertained yeah that's what Evercrest is to me right now wow that's cool man yeah for sure I'd like to see where that turns out to me be. too actually yeah. uh, hey me too <laughs> well, we'll see. I we're, like the name. We're 100, we're 150 deep right now. So I like we, we keep going. Between the name and then just the way you mm-hmm. broke that down, I, that's really really cool. I, I look at music in that way, mm-hmm. in terms of like escapism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not a turned up artist by any means, but I do love to create those aspects or that energy field. But it's just like when you can create an experience that someone can be fully immersed in, whether it be audio, whether it be visual, whether it be just written wise, and then they get lost in it. You know, I think about the first time I read a Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. the book itself, and that shit like had me like Bro. at the desk with the, with the Yeah, like, you get sucked in. You know, Hell yeah. You know what's so funny about that though? It's like a lot of times and I agree with what you say, like that that that's in, in the sense of it does give you a outlet, you know what I'm saying? But it's like is that really, are we really escaping from reality or are we really tuning into reality and every day we're escaping from it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we say we're escaping from work, we're escaping from all that. Maybe, maybe that is the escape from, we don't even know it's really the escape, but you know what I'm saying? We're actually moving away from our inner selves. Mm. Like that's the actual reality. Right. We're saying escape from reality. But really, we escape from reality when we go to work. That's true. Because that construct in and of itself is man-made. That's yeah. kind of the, the synopsis you know? of the, the show Severance. I've never seen that. I've heard Dude, of it, though. I that show is wild. I've seen that either. Severance. What is that? A, what is that it's a, about this uh, It's this company you can go to work for, and they put this microchip in your head, and the, the eight or ten hours that you're there a day, you don't remember it. You don't mm. remember it. And so the minute you walk out the building, the chip, That's the crazy. goes off, and you go back to your normal life. That's fucking insane. Yeah, so, what? So, so you, you learn to have this like work <laughs> life life balance, balance, right? But, wow. But there's this whole like, you know, the full like that's kind of fucked up to do to people, you know, yeah, like yeah. just black them out for eight hours a day. Because you know, they don't know what the fuck they don't they know, know what, what they're doing. Yeah, and it's it's an awesome show. Let me dude. tell you, it's on Apple. Check it out. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people will sign up for that. Oh, 100%. a hundred percent. Thousand percent. And that's the thing is like people that want to escape their life. Like there's one dude on there, his wife died. Okay. So his, so he wants to get away from that. Uh, so, he, he, so he uses that as his escape. Uh, 
Is that on Apple? Yeah. I think I heard about it. It's dope, it. man. I'm going to watch that. I yeah. definitely want to watch that show. I got sucked into that shit. Like, the first episode, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is wild. I've been watching this uh, this one show called... Um, what the fuck is that show called? It's a re- it's really good. It's on... I think it's on who? No, on Amazon? Peripheral. I hadn't I seen that. Oh, that's that. fucking good. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. cool. It, it, it has pretty really good, good writing, really good, too. Right, really good writing. A really cool concept. It's like... It involves time travel and virtual reality. Like all, I'm going to check that out. Shit. It's, yeah. pretty, it's pretty dope. I heard of that. I just hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. yeah man. So I got I got another question for you here. What? Yeah. Just, just get on a deeper note. What's the um, What's the most pain you felt that wasn't physical? Wow. Um, the most pain that I've probably felt that wasn't physical was probably something that had to do with my mom. Right. Her, and she had cancer, and she's also she also had to get heart surgery, and um, that has been a presence throughout her life for a very long time. Right now, she's great because she got the heart transplant and everything. Oh, that's great. Okay, that's but, good. Uh, she had cancer like when I was around second grade, but then after that, she had some heart troubles we didn't really know about. And then when I went to law school, that's when she had to get a, a heart surgery but she didn't get the transplant yet so she had like this big bag yeah she had to carry around that was a stressful time i'm sure that was definitely very stressful i'd probably say that was definitely one of the more stressful times of my life heart transplant just amazes me well you know she's the one who went through it so i'm sure it was harder for her than it was for me you you seem like a very empathetic person though like you you're we're we're empaths by nature you know what i'm saying so when you empathize with someone else going through something that Fucking intense, and and then and, on top of that, just and, and I, the length, I felt it for a second. And, and it was it was hard because right. at the same time I had a lot going on, but um, it's like I didn't really want to be doing that because you know something else. You said you were in law school. Yeah. Wow. I went to Texas A and M. Oh wow. Formerly Texas Wesleyan in uh in Fort Worth. That's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, not a lot of people know that. Are you practicing law at all, or? Uh, yeah, I actually do. Oh wow. I, I, I do entertainment law, and I also do uh, data privacy and business law. So. Nice, nice. I might need to talk to you about some yeah. some right. They all kind of coincide future. because you know, when I mention data privacy, that's probably the part that sounds most um, unfamiliar to the other things I named, but it actually does factor in because it helps me analyze you know, how I can gather data for shows. Yeah. So yeah. everything kind of works together. And obviously entertainment law, knowing a lot of artists around here, I just want to help contribute. I'd like to help contribute to their careers in any way I can as well. And protect them you know? at the same time. Man, that's exactly. like a just secret weapon game, right there. Game, you know what I'm saying? Um, and then business law in general is just something that I think everybody should know a little bit about. So Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So I got one final question for you. It's something I ask everybody that comes on here. And then you seem like a dude that's kind of been well-versed and uh, experienced a lot. So how are you experiencing time overall? So I'll start from just the, I guess, physical, visual aspect. It seems like the days have been getting shorter. I don't know if it feels like that to y'all. It, but it seems like oh, yeah. I feel like ever since 2020, a lot of people's, well, I won't speak for everybody, but my perception of time may have changed a little bit because it still feels like we're one year maybe 
at most removed from 2020. Yeah, it does feel like it, a year. It's crazy how it's 2023 and 2021 and 2022 don't even feel like they happened at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like it's all been 2020 for like the past three years. But I think that's because maybe not only within this country, but within the world at large, we're going through a sort of paradigm shift yeah. in, more day, in more ways than one. So that makes my experience of time uh, a little bit different than what it used to be. Yeah. Um, and in terms of length or speed, I don't know if it's winding up quicker or if it's just all a blur. I don't know either, man. I'm right there with you. I was like, how do you how do you feel about that right now, too? Because I I talked to my I talked to my fucking my head up. Yeah, my nine year old son. I asked him the other day. I was like, how do you experience the time, man? Mm -hmm. And asked him the same thing, you know. Uh And he told me he's like, uh, he broke his arm like three years ago, and he's like, I feel like I broke my arm just yesterday. Yeah, see. So the kids are experiencing. It's 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 everyone, dude. A lot of people experience time, even though they have a linear concept of it. The actual emotional experience is most likely tied to events. Yeah. And since we all had a huge event in 2020, mm-hmm. it feels like we still just broke our arm. Yep. You know? So I feel that way. I definitely feel that way. Yeah. yeah, it tripped me out when he said that. I was like, damn, even he's going, like, he's experiencing it too. Yeah. yeah. And they don't even have that many things to, to focus on in comparison to he's us. He's only nine, so he doesn't have that like, broad aspect of time like we do. You right, know? right. So, and he's like, yeah, the past few years have just flown by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Feels like that. And I remember being a kid and felt like time was forever. Oh, like yeah. time, uh-huh. like everything. Years like, used to go so long. Yes, bro. Yeah, bro. When I was a kid, I used to measure time in uh, SpongeBob uh, TV shows. So, uh, like, if someone said that's two hours away, I, I did said, the oh, same that's thing. Four, that's sort of four SpongeBob. Not, episodes. <laughs> not SpongeBob. <laughs> that's what I did it with. I was, like, I, was yes. like, I was like, that's only four SpongeBob episodes. Yeah. I definitely did that with yeah. Dragon Ball Z episodes <laughs> hey. when they were thirty minutes on the yes. tsunami because I'd be like, oh shit, I got an hour. That's two episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. how I used to experience time back then. <laughs> or, or the length of time it used to take to complete a, a video game. Oh my god, dude! I used yeah. to break down like my hours at work and be like, okay, an hour is like five songs. Okay, uh, like, you know, because I just have my headphones in all day. I'm like, okay, that's five songs. It's been about an hour, you know, like, all right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah no, I do 12-hour shifts at my job, and I literally have to break up half of my day is going to be podcasting. The other half of my day yeah. is going to be informational, and then, like, that little quarter is music. But for the most part, it's either podcasting, information-based uh, audio, audio that I can listen to, and then I measure music here and there but it's more so like i try not to dive too deep into music yeah. as much, especially at work because i can get lost in it and go from classical to jazz to <laughs> all over to the world so based the stuff in the 90s and the 2000s and it's like to be an audiophile is crazy but that's a beautiful way to describe how you experience time because everybody has it a little bit of a sorry a little bit of a unique spin or a unique look at it, but you know we all experiencing it kind of differently. Mm-hmm. We're all experiencing it together, that's for sure. Collectively, yeah. for sure. Uh huh. For sure. So let me give you a chance to just shout out anything, promote anything you got coming up. Tell the people so. Shout out to the big big show. That's the main show. We got music, comedy, spoken word, a fashion show, art gallery, pop up shop, theater, dance, and more. I know what you're thinking. How does that all fit into one show? I can show you better than I can tell you because it's like this. It's up, the big, big show. That's my, that's my main plug. And then we also got Purple Nights, which is music, a chopped and screwed dance performance, and fashion show. And we got Head Above Clouds. So whenever I premiere my music video, I have a whole event for that. 
anytime I premiere a music video. So that's how we rocking. And tell them how to find you on all social media, mainly the, any social media that you want them to find you so on. The main social media you probably want to follow is my Instagram. That's A, it's Adeyeme, A-Y-I-T-S-A-D-E-Y-E-M-E. It's a little long, but all you got to do is type in A, it's, and I'll come up. I'm going to be the first one. <laughs> So yeah, just type just type in my name a little bit like I just said A Y I T S. I'm gonna pop up. You're gonna see a face with a microphone and be like That's, that's your me. guy, that's the one. That's me. That's him. Hey. Like, who is that loud mouth ass nigga? That's me. <laughs> Click on my name, follow me, you'll know when the next show comes out and trust me, it's gonna be up, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate you guys for tuning in, man. We appreciate you for Thank coming you, through man. tonight. I, I had a great time. This is nice. This is nice. a very nice conversation, you know. Cathartic. <laughs> That's what we like to do, man. Yeah. Have a good time. This dude right here, I'm telling you. Yeah, he, man. He started that it all. Dope, so man. I'm always grateful that we can have guests like yeah, this. Yeah, we're grateful for y'all tuning in. Everybody like, subscribe, comment, all this shit. Y'all be you, we're going to be us. Hell yeah. Thank you, guys, man. That shit. If you'd like to see raw, unedited live episodes, follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash what's up with that. To watch full episodes of what's up with that, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that.